You are listening to episode 12 of Viva La Lex. me I know it's been a while I've been going through it I have been going through it by the way if you guys hear background noise it's just it's just my cat living its best life pretend it's not here we're gonna pretend it's just you and me because it is and my cat so it's been let me see I think my last episode was September 7th so October, November, December, January, February. It's been five months, bitch. I've been out for five months. Let me let me sip some a little bit of wine. Um, yeah, so it's been five months. I'm alive. I know that I have been on a complete hiatus from social media, social, social media, social media, podcast. I've kind of been MIA. Um there's a reason for that. No, I was not in rehab. My life is not that exciting. Um, so this, I don't know if I'm going to make this a super long episode. I don't know if maybe I'm going to split up my topics or like my update into two different episodes. I don't know. I'll figure it out as I go. But anyways, happy Valentine. Well, it's not Valentine's Day. This episode's going to be up on Tuesday. Today's Sunday. Whatever. Today's fucking Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, bitch. So, first of all, shout out to all my friends who hit me up today and made sure I was good. Guys, I'm not suicidal. Um, it's not like I lost such a great catch that I'm crying over Valentine's Day. Do, 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 shots fired. Anyways. Ugh. So, where do I start? First and foremost, I am dedicating this episode to Chica. Chica, I know you're listening. Chica has been harassing me. Chica has not shared certain information that I've been asking for on the gram. And she held a lot of shit hostage from me until I released an episode. So Chica, this one's for you. Um, If I didn't know Chica, I probably would have blocked her and gotten a restraining order because she was like going hard on paint. Anyways, Chica gave me a few um, topics that she... uh, I guess wanted me to share so the first one is a dating life update let's talk about my dating life because that one that one's fun so I'm still single and when I say single I'm not in a committed relationship this in no way shape or form means that I'm not you know what I'll just I'll let you decipher what that means because I don't want to say too much but yes I'm still single I'm still dating um, I'm, I'm having fun with this dating stuff. Um, I've reconnected with a lot of old flames, not a lot, like two or three. Um, I'm fucking shit up on the apps. Not really. I actually just started to get active on the apps again, like a few weeks ago. Cause let me tell you something. Holidays brings out the lo- most lonely characteristics of people. Um, and I just fucking can't. Like, listen, I'm really happy being single. I'm really fucking thriving. I have been able to, like, really come to terms with a lot of things that I probably wouldn't have figured out unless I was single. So shout out to me for fucking thriving. 
Um, there is one date in particular that I want to talk about because this one is just too good not to share. Um, and I think this one beats my cowboy boots one. If you guys are new here and you don't know what I'm talking about, it's, I talk about cowboy boot date on my first episode. (sighs) Guys, this one was worse. Um, so whatever, it's right before New Year's and I, I don't like to date people around the holidays because I just feel like there's much more high in demand like finding somebody to take to like Noche Buena or like to like certain holiday parties is more high in demand obviously now with COVID like holiday parties weren't really a thing but I just feel like it ups like the antics for people wanting to really find somebody so I try not to date people around that time but you know whatever I started talking to this guy. We met on um, on Hinge. Um, we started talking, whatever. The guy seemed super nice. But there was just something about him that I was like, oh, I don't know, like, I'm not into this person. But he's nice, right? Here's Here was my mistake. I said the same shit about my ex. He's not my type, but eh, he's nice. I have to learn, you know what, bro? If I'm going to get fucked over, let me get fucked over by the guy who is my type, right? Like, that's just kind of how I'm operating these days. So anyways, this guy, we start talking on like, I think it was like a Tuesday. And two days later, he's like, hey, do you want to hang out this weekend? And I was like, you know what? What am I doing? Where am I going? It's COVID. Everything's fucking, everything's not shut down. Let me stop lying. It's Miami. Everything's fucking open, but nobody's trying to fucking get COVID, especially now with this mutation shit. Nobody wants to die. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Why the fuck not? He tells me he wants to go out on a Sunday. And I'm like, bro, fucking Sunday, really? Ugh. But whatever. I went out because honestly, look, if I'm going to be really transparent and very vulnerable and very brave, I went out because I had gotten a new shirt from Pretty Little Thing and I really wanted to fucking wear it. If I'm being completely fucking honest, that's why I went. Whatever. Judge me if you want. I'm not here for it. So whatever. I get ready. And again, the guy physically was not my type. But whatever, I wanted to wear the fucking shirt and go out and look cute. I hadn't gone out in quite some time and a bitch needed a stroll around Miami. So we go, we go to like, you know, a pretty popular place. I don't want to fucking say it because I don't want all of y'all to show up there while I'm on a bad date. And like, y'all going to be like, oh, look at that guy Alexis is with. He's mad ugly. I don't need that energy. So we went out to like a pretty popular place here in Miami. COVID friendly because hello, we're very responsible. And... On his profile, he said he was six feet tall. Okay. I'm, I'm about 5'3", right? When I wear heels, depending on how high my heels are, I'm a healthy 5'8", five, 5'9", five, right? Okay. I'm standing at about 5'8", today, right? On the date. And I'm walking and I see somebody... Like, kind of just sitting by themselves. And I'm like, I really hope this isn't him. Because this is not... No, ma'am. Sure enough, he gets up. And I'm like... (laughs) Bitch! You are not six feet. You are not... Sir, Mary. You are not six feet tall. If you're six feet tall, I'm a size zero. Okay? Whatever. Anyways. I'm already here. What am I gonna do? You know? I'm not gonna be like... "Uh huh." You're not tall. Bye. No, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I'm going to fucking sit down. Bitch. 
So, you know, you have to have your mask on until you get seated. So we go, we sit down. I take my mask off. He takes his mask off. And I was like, oh my God. And in my head, I'm like, just put it back on. Put it the fuck back on. Guys, I was catfished. I was catfished so severely and so brutally. The level of disrespect that I felt sitting across from this person it was like day and night it was like what you ordered versus what you got right and already he wasn't really that attractive on photos but he he was very nice so I'm like whatever bro let me just go out with him you know what I'm not going out with the nice guys anymore I'm not going out with the guys who are kind of ugly and nice no 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 no. because if I'm gonna get played I'm gonna get played by the fine ass guy with tattoos that I like period period that's all i'm gonna do so this is where it starts to to spiral he kept calling me dude and he kept calling me bro now i've probably already said bro 20 times on this episode i have probably said bro probably like a thousand times if i want to combine all the episodes together nobody loves calling somebody bro more than i do but i would never call somebody bro on a date especially if I were a man and I was calling a woman bro and dude already I was like I hate you I really I loathe you you fucking suck right obviously I'm saying all these things in my head he was 33 and he's talking to me like if he was 21 years old talking to me about Oh, yeah, bro, this bar, bro, and this club, and it was my lit, and da da da. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking to myself, You're going to clubs during COVID? You're going to clubs during COVID. You are a filthy little hamster. Listen, listen. If you're going to clubs and bars during this climate, go crazy, bitch. I'm not here to judge you. Last time I checked, I'm not a judge. I'm not God. I'm nobody to judge. I am questioning you. I'm, very, I'm questioning you very... I'm, I'm questioning you. I'm silently judging you. But if that's your choice, go off. Me personally, you wouldn't find me dead at a bar at a club. I mean, you wouldn't have found me at a club pre-COVID. You're not going to find me at a club now. But if that's how you choose to live your life, live your truth. Who the fuck am I to tell you yay or nay? But I was, I was a little turned off by it, right? Because number one... Why? And number two, you're 33, but you're talking to me like you're 21 and you're still in the frat house. So anyways, we order appetizers. I never order entrees on a date, like ever, because if for any reason I need to book it, I don't want to have to go and cancel a whole last order, right? So if I order fucking chips and dip, you're not going to be upset if I cancel it. Okay. (sighs) Having a little bit of wine. We order appetizers. And if you're like me, we were raised by human beings, right? Not wolves. And for whatever reason, <laughs> the waiter brought one plate. I don't know if maybe he forgot, if he, I, I don't know, whatever. The appetizers come <laughs> and he grabs the one plate that's in the fucking table, okay? And serves himself. Now, okay. Here's my thing. (laughs) Even if I'm 
in a group of friends and I see that there's only one plate on the table, I'm going to offer my plate to whoever I'm in the table with or ask for plates. And I'm not going to eat until everybody has a plate and we all eat at the same time. That's just how I was raised, right? I didn't go to etiquette school. It's just how I was fucking raised. It's called common fucking courtesy, common manners, right? I'm sorry if I thought that we were all fucking raised the same, bitch, my bad. Apparently, we weren't. Okay, cool. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's nervous. Maybe he's un poquito bobito. You know, whatever. Cool. I asked the waiter for another plate. Me thinking, me assuming, that was my fault. I fucking assumed that this man had any type of fucking brains. I'm thinking he's going to be like, oh shit, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you didn't have a plate. Here you go. No, el tipo se cagó la noticia. Okay, cool. Whatever. Very triggered. I'm triggered at this point. I'm triggered. Whatever. Okay. My blood pressure is rising. I'm getting so upset just talking about this all over again. There's one appetizer left, right? There's one little tostadita left. Again, even if I was in a group of friends, I'm not just going to fucking grab it and shove it in my mouth like a caveman. I'm going to say, yo, is anybody else going to eat this or can I fucking take it? Nope, not him. We're going to call him Fred. Not Fred. That's not his real name, by the way. That's just the name I'm giving him. Fred decided, fuck you, bitch. I'm eating this one. Fuck your drag. Okay, cool. Strike. Strike two. Ya, ya me está cogiendo. Y cuando tú me coges, me vas a encontrar. All right. So I'm like, all right, Alexis. Just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Just, okay. Bro, have you guys ever seen a parrot on cocaine? No, me either. But if I had any idea what it was like, it wouldn't shut the fuck up. And this guy wouldn't shut the fuck up. Shut up. Shut up. I don't care. Your life's not that interesting. Your life is not that interesting, bro. It's not. I don't care. Shut up. Your life's not interesting. Your life is not more interesting than mine, Fred. Okay? Fuck you. Finally, we get the check. Now, look, I'm not a gold digger. I make pretty decent money. I can absolutely afford a meal. I don't need you to pay for my meal. Here's, but here's what the fuck we're not going to do. I'm not paying for anything on a first date. No, I'm not. No, ma'am. Especially if you couldn't even ask me if I wanted the last appetizer, bitch. Nope. Not today. Not tomorrow. You know how they say never say never? Well, guess what? I will never pay for anything on a first fucking date. Call me whatever the fuck you want. Listen, I get it. You're probably sitting here being like, oh, you want equality for all, but you don't fucking want to pay the bill, bro. Yeah, bro. I don't. I don't want equality in that sense. I want equality with my employer, not with you. Fuck you. I don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? So the bill gets there. And he looks at me and I look at him and I look at the bill and then I look at the TV and then I get my phone and then parece when he saw, okay, that it was not going to happen. At that point, he decided to pay the bill. Mary, we're done here. This is where it really, this is, this is where, this is where it really starts to spiral. We're walking. So I'm leaving. Hello. Wow. Thank you so much. Wow. So good. Bye.
And I noticed that he's walking with me. So I'm like, okay, he's probably going to walk me to my car. Cool, whatever. I don't know why. If he expects he's going to get something, I don't know if... Not that I don't know why he's walking to my car, but I hope he's not expecting that I'm going to, like, kiss him or nothing. First of all, it's never going to happen. Here's my thing. As I was sitting across this person, not once was I like, I would fuck the shit out of you. I would do unspeakable things to you. If anything, I looked at this person and I was like, ew, gross. I cannot believe I'm sitting here right now. I have to really want to fucking have sex with you for this to go anywhere. If I don't even want to fuck you with my enemy's vagina, where do you think this is going to go? And I know that sounds terrible, but honestly, if I'm not sexually attracted to you, if I don't look at you and I'm going to, I want my panties to fall off, this probably isn't going to work, right? So the idea of this guy thinking he was going to kiss me gave me COVID symptoms. Truly, I started to like, I started to get a fever. I started to shake. I started to feel fatigued. I felt the cough coming on. I was having full-blown COVID symptoms, right? So... I said to him, oh, did you park this way? He said, no, I Ubered here. I Ubered here. I said, oh, and I looked at him and I said, well, how fucked up did you think we were going to get that you needed to Uber home? Like you needed to Uber here and then home. He said, no, my car's in the shop. Heard that before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Your car's in the shop, Bob. Sure. I've heard that before. So then in my head, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker better not think I'm taking him home because that's not going to happen. No, 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 no. You Ubered here, you can Uber back home. I'm not taking you home. So we start walking. <laughs> and I see that I'm, we're starting to separate, like go our separate ways. And in my head, I'm like, he's not even going to offer to walk me to my car. Please keep in mind. Okay, so we were at Dayland. Please keep in mind I had told this person what happened to me a few months ago at Dayland. Again, if you guys didn't hear that episode, I think it's like the previous one or the one after that. But long story short, I had somebody follow me to my car. And it turned out to be somebody who I guess was into human trial. I don't know. Whatever. Point is, I had somebody follow me to my car. It was like a huge thing. The cops came, the whole nine yards. And I had told this person this. It's 11 o'clock at night. If you guys have been to Dayland late at night, you know, like, that parking garage gets really fucking quiet and by itself after a certain time, especially on a Sunday. This fucking guy tells me, hey, (laughs) as I'm getting into the fucking elevator to go to the garage, he tells me, hey, I'm going to text you when I get home so you know I made it home safe. So you know I made it home safe. Do you hear me? Is this thing on? Can you hear me? Did you hear what I said? He said, I will text you when I get home so you know I made it home safe. You heard that, right? I don't have to say it again? Okay. Let me take a sip. I guess I had just, I've had enough with this person. I was fed up. I felt the same rage that I felt for my ex-boyfriend. And I just turned around and I said, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. And I got in the elevator and I left. 
I left and I started walking to my car and I opened my car door. I get in my car. I locked the door. I looked in the mirror and I looked at myself and I said, what the fuck is going on here on this day? What the fuck is going on here on this right goddamn day? Because what the fuck did I just, what did I just experience right now? Listen, I've dated drug dealers. I've dated men with records. I've dated the scum of the earth. I've dated guys that I, today I ask myself how those guys didn't kill me. These are the type of men that I have dated throughout my entire life. And they have walked me to my car. And they are the ones who have told me, yo, text me when you're home so I know you're safe. My male friends who are scumbags walk me to my car and tell me, yo, let me know when you get home. My female friends have driven me to my car on the next floor up and told me, hey, bitch, text me when you're home so I know you're safe. So where in your mind do you think that I give a fuck whether or not you get home safe? Explícame. En qué mundo? Because, hello, I'm lost. Hello? Very confused. I just... I'm going to finish this bottle. I just... I... Also, keep in mind, this is probably like the fifth date I've gone on since I've been single. And this was probably the worst one. I was in fucking utter shock. I could not believe the audacity, the disrespect. That's me shaking. Guys, he actually texted me. He actually... (laughs) He actually texted me and said... Hey, beautiful. I just want you to know I'm home safe. I wanted to write back and be like, didn't I tell you I didn't give a fuck about whether or not you got home safe? But I was like, oh, go, go the fuck to sleep. So I go to sleep. And the next day he texts me, good morning, beautiful. I had such a great time last night. And I wrote back and I said, Fred, I didn't. I didn't, Fred. I don't know if it's because I'm 29 now. And after all the bullshit that I went through recently... I'm at a point where I'm going to tell you how it is. And if you like it, great. And if not, you can go fucking fly a kite. I don't care. And I said, Fred, I did not have a good time last night. I didn't. I, I, I didn't. And he said, why? What happened? So I said, here's, here's, here's the thing. Let's unpack this. And I literally bullet point of everything he did wrong. And I said, you're just not the type of guy I would date. Sorry. Good luck on your search. And he said, I don't know what the problem is. Nobody has ever had an issue with me when they go on a date. And I said, well, have they ever called you back? He never wrote me back. So I'm going to take that as a no. And I understand. I understand. And I'm sorry if this story sounds like I'm a fucking bitch. I am. But I just... I have male friends and male cousins... And I see the way they treat women. And I see this date that I went on and I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm not expecting a lot. And you know what? If you think me asking you to be a gentleman is expecting a lot, then you're not the person for me. You're just, you're not. If common courtesy is not something you have, we're not compatible. Not just in a romantic relationship, in any type of relationship. 
all my friends, like everybody I've told this story to who's my friend has told me, you're not wrong. I'm not fucking wrong. I'm not asking for a lot. Have fucking common courtesy, you fucking weirdo. Sis, I was a traumatizing ass date. He was a catfish. The man was a savage. He kept calling me dude and didn't walk me to my car. Do you know how angry I would have been if I would have gotten kidnapped on that date? Do you know the ang- I don't get kidnapped when I'm by myself, but I get kidnapped because this fucking asshole didn't walk me to my car. I would call them- I'm suing everybody. Everybody's getting a fucking lawsuit. Fuck you. What? No. Absolutely not. So, that was an amazing story I just had to share with you guys. I knew you guys were going to get a kick out of it. But, let's go into what the fuck, what was the hiatus about? So, as you guys know, I've been very open about- my mental health, and all of that good stuff here on this podcast. And I'm going to be very transparent, but also restrict myself. Um, And the reason that I say restrict myself is because certain things, certain topics, certain people don't deserve, don't deserve recognition, right? And 2020, like everybody, was a very challenging year for for everybody, really. It was a year of uncertainty. It was a year of what the fucks. It was a year of a lot of changes for everybody. Um, for me, as even though it was a really shitty year between lockdown and quarantine and um, my breakup, which I fucking, I'm so tired of fucking mentioning, and just all these things, it it was definitely, uh, it was a hard year, but it was also a very, uh, transformational, is that a word, transformational, whatever, I'm gonna make it a fucking word if it's not, very transformational year for me, right, um, I think towards the end of the year, I had been okay throughout the year, um, considering everything, I think I did pretty good during lockdown. You know, I launched the podcast during lockdown. Um, I went through a lot of personal changes. I moved out on, and not I moved out on my own, but I started living on my own. Um, I had to kind of become head of household and that was something new. Um, that sounds like my mom died. My mom didn't die, by the way. She just moved out. Like, I, <laughs> that sounded like she fucking died. My mom's still very alive and still bitching at me for tattoos. So she's, she's good. Don't worry. Don't worry. She's fine. Um, but it was, a, it was a very, like, a lot of changes happened. Like, and I think towards the end of the year, I was kind of like, it all started to hit me. Like, really bad. Like, oh shit, like. What the fuck? What the fuck is going on here around this day? As the iconic Alyssa, Alyssa Edwards says. And I really... I don't want to say I sunk into a dark place because that would be being very dramatic. But I definitely kind of slipped into... I guess a place of isolation would be the best way for me to, for me to word it. Um, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really depressed... I wouldn't say that it it got that far. It just, I wanted to kind of just be by myself. I wanted to, 
I guess reflect. I wanted to kind of just understand what the fuck we had just gone through again collectively. And I don't, I want to just stop right now and say I am fully aware that my problems are nothing, like nothing compared to what some people faced in 2020. Some people lost their homes. Some people lost their jobs. Some people lost loved ones due to COVID. Some people lost people due to suicide. Like suicide rate went up so high last year, you guys. Like, and and I understand all that. And I and I'm so sorry to anybody who has had to deal with those types of consequences in 2020 and due to the pandemic and everything. So with that being said, I'm fully aware that my problems are nowhere near what some people have gone through but to me they were my problems and they felt very very real so i don't want to make it seem like woe is me like so i just i want to put out that disclaimer i'm fully aware that like i'm really doing good compared to some out there and some of us are truly 100 percent blessed and there's not a day that passes by that i'm not grateful for everything i have and and that nobody of, of in my family or my friends or anybody was really really affected by covid so there's not a second that passes by that I don't feel grateful, but these are still things that to me felt very real. I mean, it was it was a very tough year for me. I I was in my head, I, I was going to be engaged and fucking living my best life in 2020 at the end of the year. And that obviously didn't happen. And, and I'm so grateful that it didn't. But you know, it was it was I think it just kind of all started crashing in on me, I guess. As much as I believe that I had processed it, I, I didn't, I guess. I don't know. Um, and I just was kind of in a space where, like, I don't feel like being funny. I don't feel like being funny. I don't feel like talking. I don't... I can't really fill anybody's glass right now if I'm on empty. And I don't ever want to come on here and be a Debbie Downer. Like, I really don't. And that's why I always refrain from talking about politics and you know, like really sad news because I just want this to be a space where people can just come and disconnect and laugh and just forget about whatever it is that they're going going through like for 30 minutes. Um, And I just, I, I couldn't, I wasn't really myself. So for me to come on here and fake like I was doing okay, wasn't, it wasn't going to be authentic and it wasn't going to be something I was going to be happy putting out. So I just, I took a hiatus and I I'm never going to be the person to apologize for that. So I'm not in any way, shape or form apologizing for it. At the end of the day, I come first. My mental health comes first. And that's that's my priority. And even though I love doing this podcast, I'm never going to compromise myself or my mental health for it. Um, I just, I feel like I can't just come on here and, you know, continue on and not kind of let you guys know why the hiatus was. Um... And also, a lot of things started to reveal themselves. And a lot of people that I wanted to have in my life kind of showed their ass. And I just, I, and again, I'm trying to be very, um, very vague in this. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to expose anybody because, you know, but a lot of people that I, I I really was working hard to create healthy relationships with kind of showed their ass. And, and this year was a year where I made a decision 
that if I'm going to have anybody in my life, whether it's romantic or friends, energy has to be reciprocated. In any relationship I'm in, I always give 100%. And I expect the same in return. You know what I'm saying? If it's one-sided, it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? And and it took me a while to get to a place where I felt not brave. I don't like to use the word brave, but it took me a while to kind of value myself and realize like not everybody deserves access to your life. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody deserves to know what's happening in my life. And I woke up one day after having an argument with somebody and I had to remind myself two things. Number one, not everybody deserves access to you and to your life. And number two, not everybody has the same definition of loyalty as you do. And to me, loyalty is a huge thing. And again, I'm not talking about in just, I'm not talking about this in the sense of like just my romantic relationships. This is in every relationship I have with my family, with my friends, with my business partners, with my partners. Like if there's no loyalty, I can't fuck with you. And unfortunately, my level of loyalty is is very hard to match because and and some people might call this codependent. Some people might say this is fucking crazy, but anybody who fucks with you and you're my friend, I don't fuck with. I'm not going to break bread with a person that did somebody I love and I care for dirty. That's just not me. Some people will. Some people might. And you know what? If that's how you choose to live your life, I'm not here to judge you, bro. That's not how I'm fucking with my life. You know what I'm saying? Whoever is with me is with me through thick or thin. And you're not going to fuck with people I don't fuck with. And there was a situation where I felt like there was some shady shit happening behind my back. Something happened where I felt like somebody who I thought was my friend and somebody who I was working towards a friendship with did real shady shit. Whatever the outcome was, I don't care. But I felt played. I felt tried. And probably those two people thought I was fucking crazy for that. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I don't need... If I wanted fucking shade, bitch, I'd walk around with an umbrella all day. You know what I'm saying? And I just... After that happened, that was around Thanksgiving or like Thanksgiving weekend. And I woke up the next day and I said, you know what? I'm changing my fucking number. I am fucking doing a major fucking cleanse on my Instagram. I'm blocking everybody and anybody who I don't want any connections to. And I'm fucking starting clean. And that was my Christmas gift to myself. And life has been so much fucking better since then. And changing my number was liberating. And I just want to say, whoever has my new number, sorry to that man. I am so, sweetie, I am so sorry for whatever text and phone calls you're getting. I am so sorry to that man, especially last weekend for my birthday. Honey, I am so sorry because I've had people text me or like DM me and being like, yo, I've been hitting you up and you're not texting me back. And then I've had people like DM me and be like, yo, I've been texting you and you keep saying that it's not you. What's up? And I just want to say this here loud and proud. If I have not given you my number as of yet, don't ask me for it. There's a reason for it. Everybody that I need to have my number has my number. 
if you DM me for my number and I don't respond, please take that as my answer. I don't fuck with you. It's not personal. It's just you don't bring value to my life. And that's where I'm at. Some people call it being a fucking bitch. And you know what? I'll fucking take that. But I am in a place in my life where if you don't add value, money, dick, or laughter into my life, I'm not fucking with you. I don't expect you to understand it because not everybody's in that level, but that's where I'm at. I'm about, I'm going to be 30 next year. I just turned 29. I'm already talking about I'm 30, but I feel fucking 30. I don't have time for the bullshit. I really don't. I fucking don't. I fucking don't. You know, pinche cabrones. I don't have time. So that's kind of where the hiatus came from. Um, I'm in a much better space today, obviously, which is why I'm back to recording. And um, I also just want to remind you guys that your mental health is your priority. And don't let anybody fuck with it. Don't. If anybody fucks with your mental health, you need to fucking cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. You know, I hope I don't get fucking... I hope they don't fucking charge me for that for fucking copywriting. But anyways, um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's what my hiatus was about. Um, slowly but surely, I'm getting back into creating content, um, the podcast, and drum roll, please. I am back to doing hair. I know. I know. So... Here's the thesis. When I, so, okay. I'm trying to think how I want to word this. Okay. I know you guys, you guys must think I'm fucking crazy. I am. I am. But when I quit the hot glam, I did it with the intention of putting my entire focus into the podcast. Ooh, I just, the podcast shushed. Into putting my entire focus into the podcast. Due to lockdown, due to COVID and the restrictions and all of that, what I initially had planned to do with the podcast, I couldn't do. Um, I don't want to get into what I want to do with the podcast only because I, I'm hoping that now I'm able to do it. But a big part of that was having guests on the show. And... Obviously, due to COVID and the restrictions, I couldn't really do that. But now that things are kind of letting up, at least here in Miami, I know California is a fucking shit show. Um, I, I feel more comfortable being able to embark in that part of where I wanted to take this podcast. Um, so in my mind, I'm thinking at the time when I started the podcast... I'm not going to have time to do the podcast, schedule guests, research guests to bring onto the show that are also within the brand. Cause I'm not just going to fucking, I'm not going to bring in an FBI investigator on this podcast because what the fuck does that have to do with anything I talk about? Um, so I have to research guests, schedule it. So in my head, it, this was going to be so big that I just couldn't fathom finding the time to also take clients within that schedule. Plus also just, keep throwing out there I also have a corporate job so I work a nine to five so in my head when I'm going on Instagram and I'm talking about you know quitting the hot glam and shutting down my business it's because I thought this was going to be so big and I had so many plans for it 
that taking clients just did not fit into my schedule. And I'm the type of person that when I'm into something, I'm all in. I don't want anything else tearing away from my time. But when COVID started and everything, I was like, bitch, I can't do anything. Like, where am I going? What am I doing? So anyways, um, so that's why I initially quit hair. I want to make something very fucking clear because I've had a lot of people tell me this. My decision to quit my business had zero influence to do with my breakup. I did not quit hair because I was spiraling because of my breakup. I did not quit hair because of my ex telling me to do so. That was a, uh, that was a decision that I made on my own. So I just want to make that very clear because every time I like mention that I'm back, they're like, see, we knew you were just spiraling from your breakup. I wasn't spiraling. It was a decision I made on my own in a very sane mind. So I, okay, so now that things started to let up, I felt like something was missing, right? And as I said, I took a hiatus from the podcast but I still felt like this itch, like I'm just, I feel like I, I need to be doing more. I just don't know what else is out there. And one day I went to go get my nails done at, um, at these, like the girl that I went to go do my nails with, she had a new suite at one of these, um, like beauty malls. And I walked in and it was like, I'm not a super religious person. But I, I, I am very spiritual. I believe that the universe... I, I believe that the universe gives us what we ask for in very cryptic messages, cryptic ways. And I do believe that the spirit of my grandmother and my father walks with me every fucking moment of my life. And I remember walking into those suites and just hearing a voice that said, this is what's missing you need to get back into business. I kid you fucking not. I I have goosebumps right now. I kid you fucking not. I heard that voice clear as fucking day. And no, I don't have schizophrenia. I heard that voice clear as fucking day. And I sat down to do my, to do my pedicure and I opened up the Hawkland Instagram. And I was hesitant because, A, I opened it up back in November. And in my head, I'm thinking, is this the right time to do this? People have lost their jobs. The holidays are coming up. Is this really financially my smartest move? Because even though I do have my in-home studio that I work out of, I still have overhead, right? I still have to buy products. I still have to keep up with online training now because obviously there's no conventions anymore. Continued education. I have to, you know, all my products, I don't like, I don't get shit sent to me because I'm not that cool yet. So, you know, anytime I go to Salon Centric or I go to Cosmoprof, which is where professionals go to buy products, it's two, three hundred bucks that I have to spend. So in my mind, I'm thinking, is this the right move to do financially? I posted on, I think it was like a Friday. Um, I posted on a Friday that I was back in business. And by Tuesday, I was completely booked for the month of November and December. So 
that I just kind of took that as a message from the universe that this is the right move to make. Um, I'm actually right now in the process of I want to get into more of esthetician work. I want to start doing facials and doing brows and eventually do microblading and powder brows and all of that. So I'm probably going to go back to school for that. Um, and, you know, I would like at some point to open up my own studio. So that's my plan for the hot clam. So I am back in business. If you want to book a hair date, call me, beat me if you want to fucking reach me. And we'll set it up. And yeah, so I'm in a great place. I'm very happy. Um, I'm very excited for this year. This year for me is really going to be extremely transformational. Um, and I just have a lot of high hopes. Whether or not love is in the horizon for me, I'm not really worried about that. Um, as long as my physical needs are being met, which they are. I'm happy. Um, and Coco, no. This fucking cat is going to fucking be the death of me. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really concerned with love. I'm not really concerned with jumping into a relationship. I'm in a really good place right now. I'm focused on my goals. I'm focused on my business. I'm focused on my podcast. I'm focused on my book, which I started writing. Um, which that is something that I will talk about later on. I don't really feel comfortable talking about it right now. But yes, I am in the process of writing a book. And I just have so many um, so many things that I want to do. And I needed a little break to kind of just... Uh, what do you call that? Recollect? Recollect? Reconvene? Collect my thoughts? Collect my thoughts. And yeah, that's, um, that's the thesis. That's where we're at. Um, really quick, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I was asking about the Peloton. And this is mad random, but I just, I want to talk about this. And I, here, here's the thing. I'm kind of a go big or, like, go big or go home type of girl, right? So when I posted on Instagram, like, yo, Peloton worth it. Let me know. What the fuck? Let's fucking go. And there wasn't one person that was like, no, it's, hold on. Ma'am, ma'am, sure, Coco, this is your world, they're just living it, what, really, right now, right now, you thought that that was the best thing to, okay, choices, anyways, um, so there wasn't one person that was like no to the Peloton, here's the thing, the Peloton is like $2,500, and I had people be like, no, fuck that. Get a regular spin bike and just pay for the app. And after a lot of deliberation, okay, I did that. But here's the thing. I actually did order the Peloton. I ordered the Peloton. Yeah, mm -hmm, I did. They scheduled my delivery for fucking May. May. Did you hear me? May. Okay, Coco. Coco. Are you... What did Kat said? 
It would be fun, they said. Cats are great pets. They don't do anything, they said. Coco! Coco! Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I just... It's, you're good. It's covered. Yep. Thanks. Anyways, um, they wanted to deliver my bike in May. That's what the fuck we're not going to do. Because by the time May rolls around and I do get the bike, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to be on my way to Houston to see Dr. Now because I'm going to be 600 pounds. And that's just what the fuck it's not going to happen. So I went on Amazon, <laughs> got myself a little spin bike. Now I know it's not the same. I know I test drove the Peloton at the store in Merrick Park. I know it's not the same. You can't see your metrics. I get it. I know. I'm not sitting here saying it's the same thing. But it gets the job done. Right? Bro, let me tell you something. I'm getting a Peloton by the end of the year. Because the classes are so fucking fire. Like, don't get me started with Alex. And Cody? Alex and Cody? Two 15-minute rides combined? Stacked? Girl. Hmm. Let me tell you something. When Cody told me to secure my wig... I knew that he was the one for me. But if you're on a budget, right? I'm I'm just not comfortable going to the gym right now. As you guys know, um, or don't know, I work with um with older people. My mom is high risk, and I just the thought of getting somebody sick makes me crazy and I'd rather just play it safe and work out at home. It is much more challenging because I have to really push myself and there's really nobody for me to be accountable to. So that definitely makes it a little bit challenging, but it's just for me right now, that's what I choose to do. Um, but if you guys are looking for a good, a good bike, I got the, oh, I don't remember the name of the bike. I think it's like the... Give me a second. Let me go on Amazon because I don't want to tell you guys. I don't want to tell you guys the wrong name. And then y'all are like, bitch, what the fuck? What, are you what the fuck is going on here on this day? Um, I got it on Amazon. It's called the Poo Boo Indoor Cycling Bike. Right. And it's awesome because it has a little um, like a little stand for you to put your iPad or your phone or you can watch it on. If you have a smart TV or if you have Fire Stick, you can download the app and do the classes there. The Peloton app is awesome. They have Pilates, yoga, meditation, cycling. Um, you can even, if you're like a runner, you can do like the audio running. Um, what else do they have? They have bar classes. They have, oh my God, they have so much stuff. They have cardio workouts, like HIIT workouts, weight training. It's literally a fucking gym all on your phone. It's amazing. I love the fucking app. I definitely, definitely will bite the bullet and get myself a Peloton by the end of this year. That's one of my goals. Um... But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. One last thing I want to talk about that's fucking important. Netflix got me, you guys. Netflix got me. So, um, two shows I want to talk about that I watched on Netflix. The first one is Pose with Billy Porter. Holy shit, what an amazing fucking show. I cannot wait for season three. So just so you guys more or less like get like a synopsis of what um, Pose is about, it's staged in the it's staged in the 80s in New York City um, when HIV was like 
people it, it's crazy because i was watching it and i was seeing how people were reacting to hiv and aids a pandemic uh the epidemic and it's so much like covid that we just we just don't know what the fuck is going on right and what people in the lbgtq community had to go through um kids getting thrown out of their house for being openly gay um you know so then they are homeless they're sleeping on benches and how these house mothers kind of take them in and it's it's just i thought that i was very educated on the lbgtq community and after watching that show i realized i knew fucking nothing about what they went through especially um lbgtq in the black communities like what the challenges they see and and what they had to go through and and the fact that all the women on that show are trans women and are fucking gorgeous that i'm like why don't i look like y'all like i mean they're gorgeous women and they're trans and they're black and they're beautiful and it's it's such an amazing show it there wasn't one episode that i wasn't sobbing uncontrollably in it's so beautifully scripted it's so real it's so fucking raw and it's just one of those shows that if you're like me i'm a fucking ally for the lbgtq community you're definitely gonna enjoy it i love it so much another show that i saw um was aj and the queen which that one's a little bit more on the cheesy side it's with rupaul um i listen bitch i love anything rupaul's in okay when he said Cher's not white, Cher's everything, I said, yes, bitch, Cher is fucking everything. She's not white, she's everything. So if you guys like drag, if you guys love that type of stuff, AJ and the Queen is fucking amazing. RuPaul looks fucking flawless. And a bunch of queens from RuPaul's Drag Race are in the show. And it's fucking hilarious. I laughed. I cried. It was amazing. I loved it. It's very short. I watched it like in a day, so... Not a lot of commitment is needed. But speaking of commitment and Netflix, let me tell you what the fuck Netflix did to me. So, after I finished AJ and the Queen and Pose, I'm searching for the next best thing. <laughs> and I come across Mariposa del Barrio. And I'm like, hood butterfly, what's that? So I click it and I see that it's the, the series based on Jenny Rivera's life. Now, if you guys don't know who Jenny Rivera is, Jenny Rivera was a um, a Mexican singer, that a Mexican-American singer, sorry, that pretty much dominated um, corridos and things like that, which is a Mexican genre. And she became this, like, huge sensation, this huge, like, singer that was just so loved by so many people and she tragically died in an accident in 2012 i believe but her life was so sad um she got pregnant at 15 um to a man who was both verbally and physically abusive she ended up having three kids with that man and she had two daughters and a son with him and she had she was the oldest of five brothers and sisters. And her first husband molested and I believe sexual well no, I don't not that I believe, but he molested and sexually assaulted both daughters of his and his sister-in-law when she was 11 or 7, I think. 
Um, and you kind of see how these girls spiral because of the assault and what she goes through. And it's just like, I knew who Jenny Rivera was. I wasn't like a super fan where I knew like her music and everything. I obviously knew about her life because it was all over Primer Impacto and El Gordo y la Flaca and like all those Spanish televisions. She was, she was kind of like the Kim Kardashian, I guess would be the best way, like publicity wise. Like they were always talking about her and she was always on TV shows and all this stuff. And she was a fucking badass. Like Jenny Rivera was a bad bitch. Like her music was amazing. I'm like now hooked on her music. I listen to her music every fucking day at work. And I, I loved the series, but, um, I was like four episodes in and because I knew the story of her life more or less, but like the fourth episode, I'm like, oh, there's still like a lot to go. Let me see how many episodes are in. There was 91 episodes, 91 fucking episodes. It's a whole fucking novella. Like it was a whole novella. And, but like, I'm already four episodes in, I'm sucked in, I'm invested, I have to just stick it through. And I finally just finished it on Thursday, Thursday or Friday. So if you have time, if you're not doing nothing at home, if you're working from home, if you have the ability to commit and invest in a long-ass fucking show, I 100% recommend it. Um, I did take breaks, which is how I started watching Pose and I started watching AJ and the Queen because a bitch needed a break. But a great show, an amazing woman, an amazing family. The way she died, fucking blue. She died in a private plane, um, private jet. It went down and unfortunately she did not make it and neither did anybody else on the plane. She left behind five amazing kids and they're trying, no, not trying. They today are just continuing with her legacy and I can't imagine what those kids went all the trauma that those kids went through when their mother was alive and now losing her so tragically is just terrible but it's definitely an amazing series again if you have the time and the commitment a capability to watch it fucking go off sis pop off sis so I think this is the longest episode I've done but I had a lot to catch up with you guys on but anyways I thank you guys for tuning in. We definitely will go back to our regularly scheduled program to weekly episodes. I am doing great. I'm doing fine. Thank you to everybody who reached out and asked me about the podcast and asked me if I was okay and where I was and everything. You guys are the best. I really appreciate each and every single one of you. And yeah, that is it for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and have a great week. And I will not, I'm not going to see you. No, I will talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye.